This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, February 17th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Funding opportunity for climate-smart commodities. Production costs to squeeze farm profits. Here's a programming reminder. You can register today for a free AgriPulse webinar, creating the path to more sustainable pork, which will explore how pork producers are responding to sustainability challenges. AgriPulse editor Sarah Wyatt will moderate the event on February 17th at noon Eastern. Secretary Vilsack announces funding opportunity to develop climate-smart commodities. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack is in Jefferson City, Missouri today to announce that USDA is ready to start taking applications for demonstration projects to help the department develop climate-smart products. We're calling it the Partnership for Climate Smart Commodities, Vilsack said in an interview with AgriPulse, and noted again it would be funded with $1 billion from the Commodity Credit Corporation. USDA received over 400 comments on what it initially called the Climate Smart Agriculture and Forestry Partnership Initiative. Applications will be accepted until April 8th for larger projects of 5 million to 50 million and until May 27th for projects costing between 250,000 and 5 million. The second category is to make sure that small-size farming operations and underserved populations are able to participate fully, said Vilsack, who's making the announcement at Lincoln University, one of the nation's 107 historically black colleges and universities. The three- to five-year effort, which also includes forestry, is voluntary, incentive-based, and open to all production methods and commodities. Farmers and ranchers would agree to implement certain conservation practices whose efficacy in reducing greenhouse gases and providing other environmental benefits would then be measured. A broad range of entities, including conservation districts, land-grant institutions, nonprofits, and local or state governments, can apply, and they will determine how to compensate participating producers, Vilsack said. Production costs to squeeze farm profits. Rising production costs are going to eat into farm profits this year, and it's not just fertilizer that's a challenge. Feed expenses will be up sharply for livestock and poultry producers this year, and labor costs will be significantly higher, USDA economists say in their farm income forecast for 2022. Inflation will also take a bite. Net cash farm income is forecast to rise $1.9 billion, up to $136.1 billion this year, but that will actually be a 2.1% decline when adjusted for inflation. Fertilizer prices will be 12% higher this year, while feed and labor expenses will both rise about 6%, USDA says. Now take note. While revenue from crops and livestock looks good, the picture isn't as bright for specialty crops like fruits, vegetables, and nuts. Those farms are expected to see their net cash income fall nearly 24%, says USDA economist Kerry Litkowski. 
We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. EDGE believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Tighter broadband funding rules sought. Senate GOP Whip John Thune of South Dakota is seeking to tighten requirements for funding rural broadband through the Agriculture Department. USDA received $2 billion through the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill for the Department's ReConnect program. Under the USDA program, at least 50% of the households in an eligible area must lack sufficient broadband access. Thune is introducing a bill this week that would increase that threshold to 80%. That would bring it in line with requirements for the $42.5 billion in broadband funding that the Commerce Department will distribute to states under the infrastructure bill. Judge clarifies ruling on enforcement delay for Proposition 12. California cannot enforce Proposition 12 against any business not in compliance with housing standards for sows that produce pork sold in the state, a Superior Court judge clarified in a ruling last week. The judge's initial ruling, delaying enforcement for six months, applied specifically to the plaintiffs in the lawsuit challenging the law, including restaurants and retailers. The state has yet to issue final regulations implementing the law, which went into effect January 1st. Biden administration pushes for quick action on competition bill. Now that the House and Senate have both approved legislation aimed at making the U.S. better equipped to compete with China, the Biden administration is pushing lawmakers to make haste in negotiating a uniform bill that Congress can send to the White House. Now we have to move to the next stage and do swiftly, and I'm urging Congress in the strongest possible terms to move quickly, to start negotiations and work out the differences between the House and the Senate bills. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo said Friday after the House narrowly passed the America Competes Act. Now take note, there was strong support of the Senate for its version of the competition bill, but the House bill only passed narrowly and over strong Republican opposition. Raimondo noted that the trade title in both bills was, quote, the most contentious and downplayed its importance to the overall legislation. While trade is an incredibly important part of our competition strategy, we have to find common ground and not let those controversial pieces of the trade title bogged down this whole negotiation, she said. I look forward to the House and Senate quickly coming together to find a path forward and putting a bill on my desk as soon as possible for my signature. America can't afford to wait, President Joe Biden noted in a statement on Friday. U.S. and EU bridge seafood trade divide. 
The U.S. and European Union have reached a food safety equivalency agreement that will allow trade in oysters, clams, mussels, and scallops to resume. Differences in food safety requirements halted trade for about a decade. Food safety and other factors continue to block U.S. exports of pork, poultry, and most beef. But U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai offered some optimism. Today's announcement represents a positive step in the trade relationship between the United States and EU, Tai said Friday. The Biden-Harris administration is committed to both addressing trade barriers and building new opportunities for U.S. producers. And we will continue to work to strengthen the U.S.-EU trade relationship. Here's today's He Said It. There are more bald eagles in the lower 48 states than there are black row crop farmers. And we really need to make sure we're not at the verge of extinction. That's P.J. Haney, chairman of the National Black Growers Council, speaking on this week's Open Mic. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, February 7th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Halley.